I, as a child, did not like my middle name at okay. all because I felt it was quite old-fashioned. Obviously, as I've grown up, I, I now love it and I know the history behind it, so it's changed my opinion of it completely. So I remember, actually, I used to work with kids and I met, I was in the university, I did it kind of on the side, and I met a six-year-old whose name was Bettina. And I remember, like, she said to me that someone had made fun of her name. And I just said to her, I was like, you know what, you have a great name. And I told her that it was my middle name and she actually felt a whole lot better about it. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, so I think kind of from that sort of experience, I was like, even if it is a bit old-fashioned, the point is it's a sentiment more than anything else that matters. So Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. My grandparents, my dad's parents, unfortunately separated when he was small. And back in kind of his generation, it wasn't very common for you to take your mother's maiden name. Okay. So when he became an adult, he actually went and changed his name legally. So his, his mother's maiden name was also um, kind of of Jewish descent, but I think he decided that he wanted to create his own name for himself. Wow. And um, Goldsmith, he, I mean, there was not a particular reason for that name, I think. Maybe it sounded strong. I, I like to think so. The gold is always a great colour. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, he chose on that. And to be honest, he then went and did, he did make a name for himself. He kind of ended up running a really successful business and it went public. So, wow. yeah. I guess if I'm looking at my name, it's a combination of kind of where my heritage, like where I come from quite literally. I guess it wouldn't, it doesn't really kind of involve the Lebanese side as much kind of from a surface level, but mm. it definitely, I feel both sides of it. And obviously when you kind of know the story behind it, you definitely can see both sides. I think names, it, it is really interesting. Names are so important, but then equally, do we give names too much power mm. in the sense of how much do names matter versus the substance beneath them? In today's episode, join me in conversation with Jade Bettina Goldsmith, where we discuss how her name links to her cultural heritage and background. We also discuss the topic of ADHD, whether or not we should label it as superpower, and Jade's experience with ADHD coaching. Names that enrich with meaning are part of one's identity and hold such importance. Welcome to That's My Name. I'm Maya Mitzko, September Walford. What's your name? My name is Jade Bettina Goldsmith. Jade, welcome to the podcast. We met quite a few months ago now, I think in the summer, yeah. at the King's Entrepreneur Retreat type thing. Yes. Um, we're both King's alumni, right? Yeah. Nice. What did you study there again? I studied Spanish and Portuguese. Nice. How about That's you? Cool. I did psychology there. Uh, yeah, back in 2015 to 2018. Yeah, I was 2015 to 2020. I had to take a year out, but it was a four-year course as well. Wow, four years, that's a long time. Yeah. So, um, obviously we're here today to talk about names. I'd love to hear more about your name. Sure, so um, I was born in London, but originally my um, mother is Lebanese and my father is, I'll say a mixture of things, but he um, is mainly English, Polish and Russian. Um, he had essentially one parent English, one Polish and Russian. Yeah. Um, but he came, he was also born in the UK. My mum was born in Lebanon. Yeah. Um, my name, it's, it's interesting because yeah, my father is Jewish and my 
mother's Lebanese Catholic. So it, people often ask me if there's ever a bit of conflict in terms of kind of how I feel about where my heritage or anything. Mm. I would say not particularly. I mean, if anything, my um, grandfather, my mum's dad, he, before kind of the war with Palestine, actually used to drive to um, Israel every weekend and take his older kids, like before my mum was born. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing. Once kind of conflict started and everything happened, it was harder to do that. But he also had lots of friends who were Jewish. And mm. yeah, it's, it's a really interesting mix. And I'm kind of glad that my parents both come from such different backgrounds. I think it's fairly unique. Mm, definitely, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. And do you know like how your parents chose, or I mean, I'm making the assumption that your parents chose the name, your name. Sure. Typically it is parents who choose the name. Did they choose your name? Do you know how they went about choosing your name? Yes. So uh, they definitely wanted both sides represented. So um, my first name, it was interesting. My mum told me the other day that actually she was choosing between Jade and Gabrielle. Okay. And I said, Gabrielle and Jade are quite different. I said, what kind of flipped it for you in the end? She said that her father was called Jamil and she preferred that name because of the J start. Also because she worked in jewellery for almost 30 years and um, she's also quite spiritual. And I think something that also kind of represented a semi-precious stone had more meaning for her than um, Gabrielle. It's a lovely name, just wasn't right for me. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. really like that. And you have a middle name. Yes. Do you know the kind of background and the meaning about that? Yes. So that was my father's mother's name. And it's also a thing in Judaism that you would not normally um, name your child after a living relative, but she passed away when my dad was in his 20s, I believe. Uh, so that was his side of it as well. That's really nice. I love that. For me, um, so my one of my middle names is Mitsuko, which is my Japanese grandma's name. Oh. So I, I find that quite a lot in quite a lot of conversations that I have. I find that people are named or have a name, maybe a middle name after one of their grandmothers, if it's a if it's a woman. Yes. Um, so I really like that. For me, it's kind of like holding a part of your ancestry Definitely. and that individual who isn't directly your parent, but they play a role in the fact that you're here today, right? How do you, how, what are your reflections on that? It's really interesting you say that because I, as a child, did not like my middle name at okay. all because I felt it was quite old fashioned. Obviously, as I've grown up, I, I now love it and I know the history behind it. So it's changed my opinion of it completely. So I remember actually, I used to work with kids and I met, I was in the university, I did it kind of on the side and I met a six-year-old whose name was Bettina. And I remember, like, she said to me that someone had made fun of her name. And I just said to her, I was like, you know what, you have a great name. And I told her that it was my middle name and she actually felt a whole lot better about it. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, so I think kind of from that sort of experience, I was like, even if it is a bit old-fashioned, the point is it's a sentiment more than anything else that matters. So Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I think, like, touching on, I guess, the, the school period, point mm. I have so many guests and so many conversations that they're like bullied for their name at school mm. or like teachers just refusing to pronounce it correctly or not even putting the effort in so it's really nice for that child who shared your middle name Bettina am I getting that yes correct? um she has that name and then she actually I guess looked up to you as a kind of role model and 
as you mentioned, felt better about her name. So that's really lovely. Yes. I think it's really important. I know, definitely. I think as well, because obviously it's very different when you're talking about yourself, but you realise then when it's another person, I think especially when they're a child, how actually, you know, it's, it's very self-critical of me to even think that in the first place. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So your surname is Goldsmith. And I know earlier you mentioned that your mum worked in jewellery for quite a long time. Um, so I feel like there's some kind of synergies there. Yeah. Um, tell me more about your surname. Sure. So it is, I mean, if you kind of know any people that are Jewish or come mm. from Jewish heritage, it is a very Jewish sounding name. And um, it's actually, I think, a really great story. So um, my grandparents, my dad's parents, unfortunately separated when he was small. And back in kind of his generation, it wasn't very common for you to take your mother's maiden name. Okay. So when he became an adult, he actually went and changed his name legally. So his his mother's maiden name was also um, kind of of Jewish descent. But I think he decided that he wanted to create his own name for himself. Wow. And um, Goldsmith, he, I mean, there was not a particular reason for that name, I think. Maybe it sounded strong. I, I like to think so. The gold is always a great colour. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, he chose on that. And to be honest, he then went and did, he did make a name for himself. He kind of ended up running a really successful business and it went public. So, wow. yeah. That's amazing. That's, thank you for sharing that. Um, I really like the fact that he chose that name. Yeah. Um, it feels like there's such intention behind it because I think from the majority of the people, of people your surname is just something that's in, in addition to like your first name but I feel like with your surname it's well this is just one of your parents surnames yeah or both of your parents surnames and that's just how it is and you might not necessarily question it so I really like the fact that he took ownership of that I think that's really special and actually actively chose that yes yeah I actually I was speaking to him about it too a few weeks ago and I said to him do you know how powerful that is that you did that because it's almost like you wanted to kind of create your own identity with it, which, yeah, yeah definitely, it's really, yeah. really impressive. Definitely, definitely. And um, did your mum take the surname as well? Yes. Um, she, I think her, her name is originally French. Uh, so it, because I guess, it, well, there's a lot, obviously, the Lebanese people, normally the second language is French, but... Her name kind of isn't that unusual. Like there are English variations of it as well, but yeah, no, I think it was quite natural for her to take um, my dad's last name. What What is interesting though is when because she was a child when she came to England, mm. she was only four years old and you know wasn't naturally thinking about her name. But some of her older sisters, when they came over, actually changed their names okay. because they didn't think that they would be as common in the UK. I believe actually most of them have now changed them back. <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. But um, yeah, no, it is interesting to think it's such a different time that they wanted to fit in and they were probably like pre-teens, teenagers, and they thought, I'm going to kind of create a name for myself. Yeah, yeah. That makes me feel more accepted. Yeah, definitely. And it makes me think of some guests that I've had and conversations that I've had um, of people from Asia mm. who will maybe they're starting university in the US or the UK mm -hmm. um, and they will change they'll, they'll use a different name I had friends at university at King's who went by more westernized English mm. names at university so it is for me it's a very interesting topic because 
in a way, I find it a bit sad because it's like you're going to a new country and you're trying. I feel like your name's such a big part of your identity, and to change that, mm. it's a bit sad. What do you think? No, definitely. I mean, I think I understand it more kind of from my family's perspective from that generation because I do think obviously yeah. it was not as accepting as it is now. But definitely, I can't imagine. Imagine if I just look at myself in the mirror and say Gabrielle just does not have the same effect yeah. at all. It 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 is a name, and I guess it only means so much, but it still represents who I am. Yeah, 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 definitely. And this leads me on to the question around, you know, I feel like names are way more than just like a combination of letters on a page or a combination of letters that you say out loud and label someone with. What are your views on this? Definitely. I mean, I guess if I'm looking at my name, it's a combination of kind of where my heritage, like where I come from, quite literally. I guess it wouldn't, it doesn't really kind of involve the Lebanese side as much kind of from a surface level but it definitely I feel both sides of it and obviously when you kind of know the story behind it you definitely can see both sides I think names it is really interesting names are so important but then equally do we give names too much power Mm. in the sense of how much do names matter versus the substance beneath them yeah yeah yeah, exactly I guess it's like so, names are something to tie other things to, potentially. Yes. Like, you know, for example, tying your identity for sure. to your name. And perhaps if someone hasn't done that, then maybe it's of less significance. And I, I do speak with people who are like, my name's just my name and it's mm. not anything I think about, versus people who are like, my name is a gift and my name means this. and my name has synergies with my life. So it's really Mm. interesting to reflect on how lots of different people have very, very different attachments and views with their name. Definitely. Like, my name means a lot to me, and I think because of the cultural heritage, and I think especially in times like these at the moment, um, with everything going on in the Middle East, Mm. I'm very proud to um, have my name equally, though, because um, my father is a bit older, I've also had to have conversations with him where I go, I would like him, if he's in public, to be careful um, in certain senses about how he's talking about his religion because I just get worried that he should be proud of it and he is proud of it. But I just get worried sometimes that, you know, people might start to try and get into arguments with him, especially because he's Jewish. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I'm so proud of my heritage and everything, but then... It's just the times we're living in. It's it's interesting to kind of see how that will change and yeah. how we feel about it. Definitely. I think it's just really scary times that mm. we're living through with just so much kind of conflict in the world. Yeah. And also an interest I think we find ourselves in an interesting time with social media. Mm. Like if we think about 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago, you know, conflicts and wars happening in the world, you wouldn't know about that in an instant. So true. But we're literally watching this conflict happen live, which just really hammers, for me, like, just the the 
really, really awful stuff that just happens in the world and we're just all witnessing it. You know what, it's, it's a good and bad thing. It's good because, I guess, governments are more likely to solve a situation faster the more people know about it. Yeah. What is bad, though, is the false media because, because we have more information that is accessible. People are very easy to jump on one thing that they hear and run with it mm. rather than actually kind of take in all of the facts. And I think I actually, interestingly, wrote something about it on LinkedIn last week because I said, you know, people are entitled to support kind of whoever they want and have their own opinions. But I said, if you're going to do that and not take in all the facts, your opinion is kind of doesn't mean very much. It's yeah. worthless, really, yeah, because yeah. you can support who you like, but then if, if you're just kind of saying, well, the other side doesn't matter, well, then great, that's not very kind of humanitarian, I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, there's such a big issue and growing issue with false news mm. and also with like the use of AI to create like fake, just deep fake imagery and videos. Like mm. that's a real thing um, and can really serve to perpetuate a lot of hate and a lot of conflict um, and also lead to people to base these opinions on things that aren't tr maybe aren't true because of that, if they're basing it on that that kind of fake fake news or fake yeah, fake videos and, and imagery. So definitely. it's scary. It is really, really definitely, scary. Definitely, but let's hope it will not last too long. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned before, we met in the summer at the King's Entrepreneurship Retreat. And I, I was like, why are they calling it a retreat? It sounds <laughs> like we're going to like a spa or something. I know, weekend, I wish. <laughs> which I would have loved. Um, and you're... Business, so it was focusing on you know business, business ideas mm -hmm. or projects and stuff like that. So with me, I brought forward the podcast. Yes, um, and we got talking, and you were focusing on an ADHD coaching business. Yes, tell me more about that. What you're up to at the moment with it? Sure, um, would love to hear more about it. Definitely. So um, my kind of day job is marketing, and I do love it, um, but I kind of found out myself about four years ago that I had ADHD and I immediately started coaching because it was almost like there was so much information I had to process where did I start kind of what was the best thing for me to start with kind of and so on so I kind of did it for a few months and my coach actually said to me I think you'd make a really good coach and I said um well thank you I actually had always thought about kind of wanting to help people, but I never really wanted to be a therapist. Mm. It just never really appealed to me whatsoever. Um, so I kind of actually, I started doing the course that she did. Nice. And um, I'm actually about to finish it up in end of January. Um, and yes, yeah, so I, I'm still doing my job. I do love marketing, but I also am very passionate about um, coaching. And I have, have actually just started coaching. So really exciting. Yeah, thank that's you. That's incredible. That's really incredible. Um, and I feel like that's such progress since we first met in the summer. Yes, really, really thank you. Well, you know, it's um, obviously it's juggling, doing multiple things. But interestingly enough, um, when you have ADHD, it's something if you're passionate about it, it's a lot easier to do than if you have absolutely no interest whatsoever. Yeah. So what's the name of your coaching business then? 
So I called it JDHD Coaching. So, I mean, I was thinking, shall I put the E in it at the end of my name? But no, I've literally just gone ADHD, put a J in front yeah, of it. I like that. How did you come up with the name? Well, I had been doing a brainstorm, honestly, since probably, I met you in July, I believe, since April, May. And I was just trying to think, what could I call it? Because there's so many, I think from lockdown, a lot of people did start up their own like social media accounts, yeah. talking about it because more and more people started getting diagnosed. And I just thought one day, ADHD, Jade, literally just put them together, wrote it out a few different ways, like with the E, without the E, and just pretty much was like, I like the sound of that, to be yeah. honest, and I will proceed with it. I love it. I think it's really catchy. Like, you. you know, you told me before we hit record, and I was like, that just makes sense. Yeah. Like, it just makes complete, complete sense. Thank you. Yeah. I'm hoping by the time this comes out, I'll have trademarked it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody steal my idea, no, please. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, so there is a big focus on ADHD and neurodiversity at the moment. Yeah. Which I think is really, really positive. Um, I think if we look back in time, mm. neurodiversity has been something that has been overlooked and not really understood. Um, and perhaps not really taken very seriously or not necessarily prioritised. What are your reflections on, you know, the focus the, or the hyper-focus on ADHD at the moment? Well, I think it's great. I think it's about time because it's interesting, actually. I guess 10 years ago, I could have said the same thing about mental health, like depression, anxiety, those mm. sort of issues. Yeah. Um, but now it is more focused, as you say, on neurodiversity which is good, but then equally, I mean, with every kind of good piece of news, there are also the bad ones. I think what is great is people are being more vocal about it because the fact is is that there's been this kind of everlasting stereotype of what ADHD is. Mm. Like, obviously, the name in itself, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, it does name, I guess, two of the most common traits if you have both sides. There are actually three types of ADHD you can have combined, which I have is the most common, inattentive and hyperactive. That is the least common. I haven't actually ever met anyone just with hyperactive mm. ADHD. I've met inattentive and the most I've met is combined. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so from that perspective, it's, um, it's great that we're talking about it, but then it's very surface level what people really understand. So there's been a lot of kind of um, people who actually on LinkedIn have kind of started talking about it more and yeah. are doing things and are educating people and businesses and actually doing their own like training in the workplace, which I think is amazing. And, you know, maybe at some point in the future, I will end up doing that as well because I think it's needed. So I hear a lot around ADHD is your superpower mm -hmm. or use your neurodiversity as your superpower for example autism is your superpower mm. ADHD is your superpower what are your views on about this so I'm going to give you both sides of the argument because I think it's the best thing to do yeah. I think it's amazing in that it is trying to kind of show people that ADHD is not just a bunch of negatives that we cannot what that people with ADHD cannot work the same way as others. Mm. That is its power because it's shining a light on all the good things that ADHD kind of brings. 
there's actually, interestingly, I read an article this week. There's a study being done to see if people with ADHD are actually 30% more productive in the workplace. Interesting. Interesting. Again, it's obviously, like, for them, for ADHD, it's not kind of the time you spend working on something. It is the productivity you can get out of you in that particular day, hour, session, work session, whatever you're doing. Um, So from that perspective, it's great because it's trying to change the narrative and the stigma that there very much still is. What I don't, I guess, appreciate about it completely is there are definitely struggles that come with ADHD. So, and I think it's important not to forget them because then when people at work ask for help, Mm. if it's just kind of glorified, people don't take it particularly seriously. So it's such a fine balance between there are amazing things and then people should be valued for their ADHD kind of because of it. But then equally, they should be kind of allowed to state what would help them. ADHD is also, for the most part, naturally quite people-pleasing. So it's very hard for them often to express what they need, especially when it comes to work, because they think, am I going to be fired? Uh, are people not going to like me as much type of thing yeah. and it's, it's quite a common thought process to go into so the, the idea and the concept amazing I think it's just important not to forget the other side of it definitely yeah 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 definitely I think there's some really important reflections there so thank you um so you mentioned you know your coaching business focused on ADHD supporting people with who have ADHD um it's called JDHD yes how can people connect with you? Do you have an Instagram and LinkedIn? Like, how people, how can people, you know, if, if someone's listening and they have ADHD and they want to use their services, how can they be connected with you? Sure. So, I do have an Instagram, which is jdhd underscore coaching. Nice. And also, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Jade Goldsmith. I will, um, I do have a link tree as well on my Instagram, and I will have a website soon hope maybe when this comes out we'll see um but if not you can send me um, a message i am also doing um i have a few spaces kind of for coaching at the moment so definitely um please contact me if you'd like to (laughs) amazing well joe thank you so much for your time today i i feel like this episode has been long awaited um you know we met back in july so it's really lovely to have seen you again and heard more about your name and more about you. And and this is something that I really like about the topic of names is that when we get a bit deeper into what does your name mean and what's the Mm. story behind that? I've learned so much more about you as an individual. So thank you so much for sharing today. No, thank you. And thank you for having me. Of course.